Welcome everyone to the L7C podcast. Today we have a very special episode for you guys. Uh, by the time you listen to this, it'll be the month of March, which means March Madness will be on the horizon. And the L7C decided to talk about what it takes to win in March, what it takes to win in basketball. So for that, we have someone who has been a part of March basketball, four years, competitive, actually eight, um, four in college, four in high school, competitive March, end of February basketball. You've heard him on the real estate stuff we've done. You've heard him on the dating one, Black History Month. He's back, Junior Array. How are you doing today, sir? I'm well, man. Good to be back. How are you? Good, good. And since it's your first time back in a while, congratulating you on last year, you and Jake having a top 10 episode of 2022 um, with the real estate one. So congrats on having your first top 10 episode. Hey, I on appreciate this. that, man. Thank you. So before we get into some of the stuff, Junior, you've been in a lot of um, intense February, yep. March basketball. How different is it compared to like playing in October, November, December? Oh, it's um, it's different. Absolutely. Different feel, different vibe. Um, it's a lot on the line. And it's pretty much when November, or not November, sorry, when February and March hits, it's go time. That's when the real players come out. That's when the true winners come on the court and um, own what's there. So I love it. I love being, I love being a part of it for eight years straight. And um, trust me, I wish I can go back and do it all over again because that's when the best ball is played in Central Ohio. So And you did it in Central Ohio. You did it in West Virginia college too, basketball. Yeah. So you were a part of March Madness. Yep. You were part of one and you're done. And yeah. so this one we were talking about, like just having a conversation on what it takes to win in basketball. What things oh, do you geez. need in basketball? What type of players, positions, like mindset, especially at these high, high levels? Yeah. So what you really, so what to do when you're trying to win, and especially in the postseason is, one, everyone has to be on one, one accord. Everyone has, has the same goal and mindset. That's the championship. You have to win the championship, meaning you have to do whatever it takes to get it done. And uh, when, it comes, when it comes to that, you got to make sure um, your rebounders are good, your defensive players are good, um, your offensive key players, they're, they're doing what they're supposed to do. Everyone's on the same, everyone's on the same pace. And if, it's the crazy thing, too, Marley, we always talk about when I was playing. It's like it takes that one night when, there, when there's one person that has an off night and throws everything off, then you're screwed. But you always got to make sure you're resilient and you're being able to bounce back. And if you have that down, you should be good to go. Yeah, so like you went into the player types. I wrote down yes. some player types I think you would need on a team to be successful, and Absolutely. I want to run them by you. Please. Uh, these aren't in any particular order, yeah. just the way I wrote down. So first one I put down was a scorer, and I put what a scorer is someone who can, when you need a basket, when you've gone 10 minutes without scoring, yep. who can at least get to the basket, and if they can't get there, get to the free throw line, someone who can Absolutely. make a shot. How do you feel about that? No, that's correct. Everyone everyone on every single team needs a score, a go-to score like, hey, this is crunch time. We haven't scored in a while. Just what you just said. We need a bucket, run a quick hitter for them, and they're willing to deliver. Every single time you need a point, they should be able to deliver every single time. And then from that end, because in basketball things, people are like, oh, score. But this is no. different. A shooter. Mm -hmm. So you need someone who can extend the court yes uh, because if that score is going in driving kicking out to these yeah. shooters and you don't have to be you could be a shooter but it doesn't mean you're a score correct so yeah. how do you feel about that oh, every, every team needs a shooter as well all the teams that i've been a part of that's been really successful is we had a score in nick ward or myself uh or jordan mitchell 
and or Elijah Boone if we're going that low. Elijah Boone, myself, Brandon, she oh no, um, Elijah Boone and Tommy Collins. And then when it comes to shooters, I've always played around great shooters. For example, Kevin Smith and then uh, Brandon Shingles from West Virginia. Um, I've always been very blessed and fortunate that so far with the two you named, we've been able to have a, a score that we need to get a score on or a shooter to uh, stretch the court out. Yeah, so then going with that too, staying on the offensive one, yeah. need a good playmaker. Um, obviously, they don't have to be the best scorer. They don't have to be the best shooter, but someone who makes great decisions while they're on the yes, court and get the ball at the right who's time. getting to the people at the right time. How do you feel about that one? They, it's, it's imperative, dude. If you don't have a playmaker, or a.k.a. a point guard, or even a shooting guard, doesn't matter what position, if you don't have a playmaker that, one, operates the offense, make sure everyone gets involved, make sure they're passing the ball at the right time, in the right pocket, uh, reading, the, reading the defense, reading the defensive schemes, you need that in March and February, or you will be screwed. So then you go to then little on the defense. You need someone who's willing to defend. Yes. Uh, someone who is like willing I, to. I'm sorry, can you all but willing yeah. to uh, dive on the floor, mm -hmm. loose balls, gritty. So uh, I have that in my rough rider. Okay. Uh, yeah. So okay. I have that. I have that okay. separate. So I have defender saying. So sitting down the best player on the opposite team. Who's willing to yes. do that? Yes, and doesn't care about scoring or anything else. Mm -hmm. Their goal is, hey, when I get in the game, I'm shutting this person down. And if I didn't, I failed my team and I failed myself. But. Yeah, again, you need a score, a shooter, and a defender, of course, to really make a, a great team and a, a big run in March. Yeah, so I'm, I'm watching all this basketball, man, in college and NBA and, like, sometimes paying attention to what's going on in the high school AAU scene. Yeah. Do you see any – I feel like that's where teams are lacking because they're trying to outscore somebody, but there's not really any no lockdown, no no. like a Ron Artest, no. like a um, Tayshawn Prince no. type. yeah. Lock you down defenders. Yeah. No, there's none. I haven't seen it in a while. But then when I do see them, it's rare. And they, and that's another thing, too. People don't realize when it comes to shooters and uh, those defenders, like, those are the crowd's favorites, in my mm -hmm. opinion. Because if a shooter goes, everyone's sitting there waiting for the, when the ball goes in, the crowd's going to, the crowd's going to shock everybody, you know? Same with the defender, like, dive on loose balls, shutting down the, uh, the opposing um, score on their team. It's, it's fun to watch, and crowds love seeing a guy getting low, trying to stop their best player, in my opinion. So so then you alluded to one of my other ones, yeah. the Rough Rider. Yeah. The Rough Rider, the person who they truly do not care about yep. stats. They are Take diving. Charges. They're taking charges. Yeah. They're diving on the ground. Absolutely. They're the ones, if your scorer or whoever is getting in an argument with another player, they hop right in, yep. ready to fight. Yep. Like those people. I know those are... You there's a really rare now yeah. because with the way basketball is being played, soft, there's a lot soft. of softness. Yeah. But no, I mean, you need everyone. Those everyone needs a Draymond Green. You gotta be real. Everyone mm -hmm. needs a Draymond Green. Everyone needs a Run Artest. Everyone needs a Dennis Rodman. Mm -hmm. uh, you need those people on your team that's gonna do the dirty work, and they don't care if they get looked at or get the lights or, or like the the lights are not on them. Mm -hmm. They're still going to show up every single day and dive on loose balls, take those charges. You know, throw some elbows, get physical, you know, get in someone's shit, and uh, it's amazing. I love I love them. I, I had a couple on my team that I loved and wouldn't change for the world. Yeah, because those people, too, they're also the ones, depending on their size, they're setting those good screens that are yep. getting the scores yep. able to drive or the shooters wide open for shots. But a lot of people don't embrace that rule because everyone's stat crazy, wants yep. to... Score. score. All the... I mean, the old thing is like fresh in like high school mm -hmm. and college freshmen. They just want to play. Yep. Sophomores, 
they want to what start score no start 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 yeah yeah then juniors they want to score and then seniors want to win yeah yep so then go into that with the rough rider too it's just a role player who's out there job done who's out there who can come off the bench um relieve the starter sometime get you some points you're confident that oh junior has two fouls i could put so and so in he's gonna either keep us at bay or he might even have a great of course night and all of that and the rarest the rarest one Mm -hmm. the combo so This is a combination of any of those yeah. ones. So you could be the scorer and the defender, a yeah. la a Michael Jordan. A, a 3 Col- and D? Well, or, well, in that sense, you can be a 3 and D. Yeah. You could be a 3 and D. You shoot the 3 and play defense. Yep. Or you're like the Kobe Michael type yep. where you're scoring, and, you're and then you go right back there, and you're yep. guarding the best player. Then you score on them again. Yep. Or, I mean, any like those ones are super hard because people That's are now trying to. Waste their energy. Yeah, they're. <laughs> Because it's like, oh, now I got to score, so yeah. I'm not playing defense. Yeah. Or, but those are. So, like, my question for you is like, you've watched me play since I was in diapers. So, in those categories, which one would I fit personally? Oh, uh, it depends on the era. Okay, great question. So then, let's say high school. High school. I would say you were more combo with. Playmaking mm-hmm. and defending. Yeah, that's what I would feel. You could score, but you had so many weapons yeah. around you, like you just talked about, that you were more on the playmaking side. And then you'll quietly—I mean, you were there getting assists and yep. playing defense, getting steals and all that. But then you'll quietly have like eight, ten, fourteen, fifteen plus points, like just quietly. Yeah. So. Yeah, and then what about transition to high, uh, college? Um, early. So yeah, let's do freshman year, and then let's do my senior year. Freshman year, I mean, you were it was because you were defending. You were you were coming off the bench too, so you were that yeah. instant like Spark. jolt. So yeah, you were more Spark. the role player ish yeah. your freshman year that you were as soon mm-hmm. as you were out there, you wanted to make an impact. Yeah. Um, if it was shooting, yeah. driving the basket, kicking out, playing defense, getting steals, that was what you were. You were a high end role player who. Mm-hmm. Fringe of starting, but that's where you were at freshman year. Hmm? (laughs) We won't get into why I was not starting my freshman year, but we know how it goes. So then, and then sophomore year, you were evolving into the combo of scoring for your team, scoring and playmaking because people left. Uh, As you and Elijah, I mean, your first game sophomore year, you almost had triple double. You had the game winning assist. So, and then junior year, it went more back to. Playmaking, defending, yeah. and you would do the stuff other people wouldn't want to do. So you were more playmaking, defending, yeah. and like the rough riding part. I mean, you started, I mean, you had every weapon around you, got them I all did. the ball. There's a reason that's the best record that school's had, yeah. and all of that. And then senior year, you reached that category where you did everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you were the primary scorer. Yeah. Primary, I mean, you got the most years, you, you would defend. Yeah. Uh, you would. You do whatever is necessary. I mean, there are times where you can have four points, but then you have like eight rebounds, yeah. ten assists. So yeah. that's the role in that mode. You are more as we talk about. We've talked about him before in the podcast. Or mm-hmm. he's not a friend, but a great mentorish yeah. from afar. Tim Tim Grover. Grover. Yep. You wanted to win. That's what was point. And I mean, there's a reason. Senior year, you led the league. You led your team in every stat quarter category but blocks yeah and there's a reason that you were the player of the year there because you looked at your stats and you're like 
doing everything. Yeah. And when you were scoring, you were scoring at an efficient percentage. You weren't scoring like low forties. You were Correct. in the high forties. Um, you were at pretty pretty decent from three. Yeah. The only thing was just the free throws around yeah. like seventy yeah, percent. So it was that's where it was at. Though. Yeah. So absolutely. So then you go into what I watch, and a lot of people don't know these stuff because I know mean like situational stuff in basketball. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So when sometimes when I'm watching basketball with some people and it's a tie game and it's two minutes, one minute left, and I say the real game begins now. Absolutely. And That's they're just like, what are you talking about? The yep. game's been going forever. What I mean by the real game begins now, if there's only two minutes or a minute especially yep. left, each team may get two or three possessions at most. Yeah, you got to capitalize on those possessions. So that's it. It's a game of it's a game of three. Yeah. Who scores on what? Who defends on what? That's it. And then that's the game. That's it. So what do you think about that when I a mean, game I, is tied or you're yeah. down one and you're in the final two minutes? So are, you one asking, minute? are you asking like what what I do personally in these situations? What are or? your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I like, obviously you've known like I've always been in these tight situations where like. Since that two minute hit, since the ball, the game's tied, or you're down one, yeah, it's make or break. It's pressure time, and uh, that's when the real game begins. That's when you really get tested. Uh, when so, I'll give you examples. Like when it's tied game, and say a, the opponent team has the ball, I'm making sure I'm guarding that the bare best player. I'm shutting them down. I'm running through screens. I'm chasing whatever I can do to get us that stop. And then once we get that stop, we're gonna do something that's gonna go through me. You know, especially I'm talking about my senior year in college. We're going to do something that's going to go through me or give Tamal on the ball, on the block, whatever the case is. And um, we just got to make sure, one, we milk as much time and then we get a good possession, get a good shot. So say if it's tight uh, or if we're down, we're, we're pressing. You know, we got to press, speed them up, get a turnover, get a trap, whatever the case is. And then if we get a foul one-on-one, they miss, we get the ball and we go, you know. Um, it just depends on who's on your team and what type of mindset you have when it comes to those because a lot of people in those um, during those uh, scenarios, they they choke. Mm-hmm. They don't know what to do. They're scared. They're pouting. Whatever the case is, and and I live for those moments, you know. Because whatever Tim Grover says, pressure is a privilege. So this is when the real true winners come about, and that's exactly what you know. I've been I'm blessed and being very been a part of is you know all my teams like we we rise to the right we rise to the occasion. Sometimes we fail and that happens. You just got to go back, look at the film, see what we did wrong throughout the game to get us to that point, and then you no, fix it. No, I agree. It's crazy, too, because it ties into that where someone could be having a great game, yeah. but then when it's the final two minutes or final minutes tied, they yeah. can't make anything. Absolutely. Or they're making terrible mistakes, and you're just wondering what happened to you. Yep. And like you said, some players, they cannot they deal the with the pressure yeah, they don't want at the all. Oh, but you got to live for that. So then another thing that I look at with teams is what I'm trying to decide, like, especially yeah. for like a March Madness and stuff like that. Yeah. Has your team been down before and how do you respond? Like if your team's down 20 and a half, what was the end result? Did you guys give up and fight back or did you guys just can it in? That's how you show me your mental state. Like as a team, like mm-hmm. if, or if you're down 10 in the fourth quarter, do you give up or, or do you keep fighting until keep the fighting? game's over? For me personally, I'm going to keep going because, again, you and I, we've always been through this with the whole mindset, watching Kobe, Jordan, Tim Grover, Patrick Bet David. We don't stop until it's over with. It's that simple. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to cave in until I hear that buzzer go. Yeah. A lot of people, sometimes there's, again, mental toughness. Some people get down, get their ass kicked. They look at the score. They're pouting and say, oh, man, the game's over for me. No. I'm like, all right, 
what can I personally do now to get my team to where we should we can get back in a comfortable uh, deficit and try to take the lead? Yeah, I agree, especially for the teams that I've seen you be on and teams in general in yeah. basketball where they have the quote unquote superior team on paper and they're yeah. supposed to blow a team out by 20, yes. but then they're losing and then they just crumble. So, like, when you get late in the year, if you've never been in a close game, yeah. I can't trust you. Yeah. No, I understand. And, uh, you know, it's crazy you said that because my uh, junior year when we were in the international tournament, we lost to that team that we have no business losing to. It just, you know, we sort of point the finger at the refs or at the coach or one another. But we, we didn't really, like, look within and say, hey, like, okay, they're making threes. But let's make adjustments. Also, we did not do, but... It's you supposed- actually just went to the fourth point of mine. Oh, well, then right. That was a perfect one. Does your team make adjustments or stay the same when pre- when things aren't going your way? Usually, if it's a good team and a good coaching staff, they're going to make adjustments, saying, where the hell are we getting killed at? <laughs> but some coaches, they don't want to do it. They just say, hey, believe in our system and we should be fine. And it does not work all the time. Yeah, that's it like doesn't. you brought up junior year of college. Yeah. First, first of all, first time ever Tech advances in the NCAA yeah. tournament. They were number one seed, yeah. all that. I'm not even going to say the junior year of college one where it was blatant. We're yeah. even going to go back junior year of high school. That too. When you guys were playing Northland, obviously, yeah. for people who are listening in the Columbus area, you know Northland, Gehanna, they're very good basketball programs. Mm-hmm. Um, Gehanna had Northland on the ropes. Northland starts making threes. They stay. Gehanna stays in the 2-3 zone. They do not change. Correct. And by the time you want to change, game was over. Blue late. loss. That yep. could have been a potential state they, title there. Absolutely. But when coaches are so fixed in, like, we're never going to make adjustments. That's not going to work in these times. Correct. So, I mean, how did you feel when you're sitting there multiple times and you're like, hey, we need to make an adjustment or we're going to yeah. lose, and they don't do it and you lose? How do you feel about, like, those? I mean, personally, when that, shit ha- when that happened to us, I was looking at myself saying, like, damn, like, well, how did we give that, even get to that position? Again, one, I mean, hey, well, we didn't execute down, we didn't execute down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, another one, we didn't rebound well. Two, I mean, another, a third thing is, like, now looking at myself, I'm like, I should have made my free throws. Because mm-hmm. a lot of us did not make our free throws, and I felt like I was a main contributor. So I blamed myself for not holding my end, holding myself accountable and making my free throws. Mm-hmm. Hence why some of these colleges were at the game didn't stop looking at me, because they don't want a point guard that can't make free throws down the stretch. Yep. You know? Yep. so It goes right into the next thing. Like, free throws late in games. Yeah. That's obviously when you're That's huge. You're more tired. Yeah. Your palms are more sweaty. Yeah. Like pressure is on. Pressure is more on. So it's like, can you make those? What can can I leave you on the court? Yeah. Knowing that if we get in this foul situation, yeah, you're consistent in making free throws. I think that's a big thing that you got to look at people for teams. People don't realize that though. It's huge. It's a very fine detail that people really mm-hmm. look over. And when I I know some too when I started to be more consistent with my free throw, it's all mental, dude. Mm-hmm. It's all mental. Once you get that muscle memory, those reps in, you guys zone everyone out and just focus on you and just knock them down. What? A lot of people don't really work on free throws like that. It's a lot, it's a lot of art. Yeah, and you brought a mental more stuff too on from a player and all that stuff. So if yeah. your primary role is a scorer yeah. and shots aren't going in or shooter and your yeah. shots aren't going in, what else are you contributing? Because if I'm seeing you do that yeah. and you can't contribute, then you're, you're a detriment to the team. You're useless, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I, I agree. Like if there's some nights that I could not score mm-hmm. and I'll start to power get, you know, or whatever the case is, and I'll be upset. Um, so then I'll have to make it up by rebounding or getting more assists, getting other people involved. Because once that happens, the opponents are worried about them. So that's when I get the scoring in and then go from there. But do other, do other stuff, like the dirty work. I dive for loose balls. I take charges. 
you know, I make sure everyone else is, you know, good. And it worked out for me perfectly fine. How do you feel about players who play better? Obviously, the things like some people say role players play better at home than they do on the road. Mm -hmm. But like, how do you when you're the star player on the team, how do you feel going at home versus the road? Doesn't matter to me. How do you feel about then getting your team? Like, how do you know one of your teammates is going to have a good night? Um, body language and like warm ups. If they're taking the warm ups seriously and they're mm-hmm. breaking a sweat, and, you know, they're zoning everything out and just worried about us, they're gonna have a good game. And I make sure too early in the game, I'm feeding everybody so they can get going because I know I can get going whenever I can turn on whenever. But certain players, they don't know how to do that, mm-hmm. so I gotta make sure I give them the ball a lot to make sure they're they're confident up, they're getting their thing going. So then now again, the coaches make adjustments to take them away. Now it's my time. Now it's easier because now they can't put too much pressure on me. Because obviously, again, think about it, senior year. What's every, any any team we play? What's their what's their um their uh, report on me or report on our team? Report uh, on the team. I mean, you make the team go. I mean, you're a driver, so you're gonna try so stop number three. Yeah, so pack the paint. And exactly, stop number three, and then we'll be fine. So then I know that going in every single time, like their main scouting report is gonna be about me. Let me get everyone else involved. Stretch the off. Stretch the defense out. Then now I can go in there. No, no. Uh, and create plays and then do what I have to do. When do you get to a point, too, if you see, when in your mind do you see, like, all right, they're not going. I need to start doing when we, some stuff. When we have consecutive misses and horrible Do you have a number in your start, head? I'll say uh, three or four plays when I'm doing, we're not executing well or we're missing shots. And I'm like, all right, fuck it. Let me get let me get everyone back in the right flow. And then I'll, I'll run a play for me personally to score or whatever the case is, and then we get things going. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's that's a really good, because I don't think a lot of people in their own head, like, have a, like, number, because yeah. a lot of, someone could be a scorer, but they can't create their, like, they can't create for anybody else. Yeah. Like, you pass them the ball, they turn up, yeah. face up, shoot, drive, whatever, Absolutely. but they're not able to create for other people, and some people can't create their shots. So I feel like when you have teams that, or all shooters, okay, who's creating the sh- who's getting exactly. them the ball? Exactly, yep. Or if everyone's all scorers, all right, so if one, if everyone's a scorer, what are they going to do yep. when one person has the ball? Yeah. Okay, and if everyone's a defender, great, but who's putting the ball in the bucket? It's true. So I think when coaches, like even from middle school up, like, yeah. and then you go like 80s all stuff, when you're constructing yeah. your team, you got to have some little of all of those things because if you only have I agree. one thing, all right, we're going to score 100, but we're going to let the other team score 105. Or, all right, Jesus. so, for example, like a college team like Virginia. Yeah, yeah. All right, we're going to hold you to 45, yep. but we can't score 38. Can't do anything. With them. What's the point? Yeah, so, like, that, and I understand coaches have their specific people they go for, but... Yeah. You gotta have something of everything to be successful. I agree. I agree 100%. Like, if you're building a team. Yes. So you're going in there, um, you could pick which level high school, college, even middle school. I don't yeah, care. I'll go to college. So, like, you're going to college, you're recruiting, yeah. and you have your board. What, what are you looking for in players to, be su- to have a successful Being team? Being coachable. What does that um, mean? You know, just making sure. I'm just. That's a good question. But. For me personally, like being coached, being like, hey, you messed up on here, let me tell you what you should have done. Instead of, you know, talking back and getting attitude, being open and saying, okay, coach, I understand. Thank you for letting me know that. 
and then just next time down doing that. That's coachability right there. Is it hard to be coachable in this Nowadays, area now? Yes. Because I mean, I've they know everything. I've been out of like quote unquote trending, helping yeah. people with basketball for a long time, yeah. and like you're you're right in it now. Yeah. It's another source of income for you. What is yeah. it like with? These kids now, if you tell them something, especially if you go to college, you tell them something, they go on their Instagrams, whatever, and yeah. someone's like saying, oh, don't listen to them. You're, you're, you're a dog. Like, you're yeah, a monster. Yeah. So with my training company that I do, like, I tell them from the jump, like, listen, like, I get paid a shit ton of money mm-hmm. to develop you. I'm not here to be your friend. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to tell you straight either you like it or not. If you don't like it, there's a door. You're not hurting anybody. Listen, I, I was first team All-American. I was player of the year. I was first team all conference. Mm-hmm. I score well over twelve hundred points. Like I know what it takes to win and, and to be at that next level. Mm-hmm. I had the offers. It's like like would you not want to listen to me and actually think, hey, this dude knows his stuff. Let me actually listen. And it was crazy. The people that do listen, they go and do great things. Simple. Yeah, I, I just feel like because you know the thing is too is like parents that have these kids nowadays, they raise them soft. Like they let them do whatever they want, and I don't I don't tolerate that. I think there's too. I also think there's too many people in people's ears. That's and true. Like, you know how it goes. Yeah, I think a lot of people, besides parents, they have all their friends in their ear. Mm-hmm. Like they don't have like they don't cut it down like their small circle of trust. Whose opinion does it actually yeah. matter? That like if you got some dude who randomly hits you up in the DMs like, "Hey man, forget that coach." Yeah. Like you know you're better than all that stuff. Then absolutely, I feel like now it's it's really hard because like you it said, is. the way people are getting raised, and then you yeah. watch current products now if people they don't want to grind they'll just transfer that's all it is or in the nba the if they don't want to grind they'll trade they so. don't want the work they don't want so don't yeah want the, i mean you're right in it because i i don't think it's harder being and it's, coachable. it's difficult now so now it's like when they don't listen dude i just tell them to get out and i've and like i said i and people don't realize that like i kick people out i probably kick more people out than i keep in the gym so and i know the team is like i'll give your money back i can care less i'm here to help you i'm here to take you to the mm-hmm. next level either you're all in mom dad the kids I'm training, or the door's right there. So coachable. So coachable. What are your things? Yeah. What other things are you looking? That be coachable. Work ethic. Okay. Why? Just like Kuba says, like I should not be able to. I should not be fighting you to get in the gym. Mm-hmm. You better be in the gym by yourself. You better be shooting on the gun. You better be doing extra stuff. So being coachable, hard work, okay. discipline, consistency, showing up every day. Brother, you have a fight with your girlfriend. Leave that shit. As soon as you cross on that court, it's go time. Mm-hmm. You know? I want to say those are the main ones for me personally. And obviously, like, can you – I want to see where a skill set is to see, like, okay, I need to do more player development with this person. All right. How do you assess here. someone's skills? Oh, it's easy. You First day, open gym. You will see what people can do. And there are obviously going to be some people thinking they can do some things that they shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And then just knowing your role. role no, trust me. You're going to figure at that level you know what you're good at. Don't try to force them that you're not good at. There's a reason why I recruit certain people because I know what they can do. Mm-hmm. So I think for me personally, biggest so is being coachable, consistent, discipline, uh, work ethic. Those are uh, those are main things for me. Like if I have that, I'm going to win championships. And again, another one is being selfish. So selfish. Mm, okay. So it's just those things. Like if you have all that in a core group or team, you're going to win. I don't. I, there's a lot of teams that don't. Hey, what about you that. though? I'm sorry. Like what? What? Are, if you're going to start recruiting in college, who are, you, who are you bringing in? Like, what type of people do you want in your program that's going to give you guys a good look? Oh, people I would want my – if I was the one recruiting, like if I'm recruiting, I would want – the first thing, which some people may think is crazy because 
back in the day, obviously now with Instagram and everyone has a YouTube, yeah. back in the day was just Huddle. Mm -hmm. You just had, you've had all your highlights on there. Yeah. All that stuff. I mean, even you, when you were getting recruited, you had yeah. some highlights from high school, yeah. college, all that. Yeah. Me, because the way I see basketball, I'm asking for the game logs from your worst games. Yeah. I want yeah. the I want the full videos from your worst game, and I want to see your body language when you're going two for ten, when yeah. you're going three for fifteen, yeah. when the other guy's having a field day on you because yep. he never makes threes, but he's making threes. I want to see if you're still competing or yep. you pout. If you're still competing when you're having your worst you. days, I want you on my team. Yeah. Because that's the thing with, like, highlights and stuff. All you only see is the good stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, I want the full game films of – I want the five game films of your five worst games of the season. Yeah. And I want to watch them all repeatedly. All right, you went five for 15. Your team won because you got five steals, ten rebounds as yeah. the game-winning assist. Yeah. You oh, your person – your person who you were guarding just had a magical day from three and went like eight for 12. Mm -hmm. Okay, but you went back, got the key steal. You didn't give up. You were still fighting. Yeah. Like those, that's the very first thing I'm seeing. Yeah. Like other things that you said I think are valid yeah. too. But then when I'm in there, I want to see how they present themselves. Because I'm going to ask them, I mean, what do you want to do? Yeah. Do you want to come here because you think you're going to be able to score 20 points a game, which is very hard to do in college. Mm -hmm. um, or you come in here because you want to get to the next level. Or you come in here because a mixture of both, get your education. Absolutely. And then I want to listen to all that stuff. And then if they say with that, and then they don't say they want to win, I'm not taking them. Yeah. Because when you're coming to play, obviously you want to win. Simple. Like, if you don't want to win and it's not included yeah. in your thing, like, all right, oh, I want to come there. I want to score 20 some. I want to get my degree. Cool, cool. I'm waiting. You didn't say you didn't want to win? I don't all right. Want you. I don't want you. Now, if you come in, first thing's like, oh, I want to lead this team to its first championship. I want to do all this stuff. I don't care if, if you say you want to score 50 points a yeah. game, but you want to win. All right. Yeah. Yeah, you got to prove it to me that you're. That you're yeah, you want to win. It. I yeah. mean, if I throw that ball in a loose ball drill, you're going to be the first one diving? Yeah, you're right. I mean, if you're going to be the star player on the team, are you going to lead by example? Yeah. Like, are you going to be in the gym, or am I going to scroll through and have to worry about you getting caught up yeah. somewhere on TikTok, on TikTok stupid, stupid stuff, stuff yeah. when that means you don't want to win? So yeah. those are some of the biggest things that I, I agree. would look oh, for I agree. if I was in that thing, in that space, because I don't, I don't agree. Because people see highlights and just be like, oh, man, they're so great. I was like, yeah. all right, well, show me their worst. I agree. But no, nah, that's that's what I'm looking for. So then when you're there, yeah, would you have a percentage like, all right, I need how many people, like X amount of people who can shoot the three. I need X amount that's of people. That's another thing, too. That, oh, that's all about player development. You mm -hmm. can get a core group of people that you think, hey, I know for a fact they're going to bring it every single day and they want to win. And now it's just developing them. You just got to develop them. Because sometimes, there'll be times we're like, hey, this score is not on, but I know this guy can, is a silent score. I think he can provide for us for this night. It's just different aspects. Of course, you're going to need your big-time shooters and big-time mm -hmm. scorers, rebounds, defenders, but there's going to be other people that's going to start creeping up that you're going to keep your eye on, and then that time comes, it, you never know. It may be their night. Boom. That's all it is. So I think it all goes back to player development, in my opinion. I think it's interesting for shooters – High school, college, yeah. sometimes even the uh, professional level where if the game is a five-point lead or whatever, yeah. they can make anything. Yep. But when talent is the same, 
they just picked the worst nights Absolutely. to. Oh, I've been there a couple times with my, some of my teammates. Yeah, yeah. The worst, the worst nights to miss shots, and yeah. it's like, well, this is the game we really need you to make these wide yeah. open threes, and you're not. But you're so, able to make them when we're up twenty. Yep, that's the worst. That's the worst that happened. I mean, of course, in my opinion, in my situations, a couple times, high school and college, like it sucks. But what can you do about it? That's where if you're there and you're seeing it, you're like, all right, well, I need to do something. Yeah. Like I need to either talk to his ear, like, hey, you or need to get take going, over. or you got to take yeah, over. That's, that's when you have to make that choice. So what you said with the college thing. So then how, especially now, because yeah. you come through. Most basketball players are playing basketball all year. Yeah. You're coming through that AAU circuit where uh-huh. it has its pros, it has its cons, but you're like, all right, if they're just going to think this is AAU ball in college, that ain't going to work up here. Yeah. yeah. And then how big of a thing would you think parents have in that situation? Oh parents, parents are the main root of everything. It's like one, I would say that in high school and college, once you get to like professional, yeah. I feel like since we're talking, Feel like it's more like your significant other yep. friend group. Yep. Social parents, media. Yeah, social, social media, media is the yeah. biggest one. But yeah, but when it comes to high school and college, man, your parents are always you don't know what your parents are saying behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. Only you do. So like sometimes people are like, Man, you should shooting the ball more. Mm-hmm. Why aren't you doing that? Stop passing so and so the ball. It's your team. And then ego starts to get involved and that's why teams some teams there there's some teams that are great talent that are very talented that don't go for it because there's egos, there's Cancers to the team. There's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. Your sophomore um, high school basketball team yeah, got was, destroyed that by pathetic. Eagles. That was pathetic. Yeah. I don't know how we didn't win states. Honestly, so like, many college athletes on yeah. the team and didn't get anywhere. No, anywhere. Because there's ego and stuff. You know, uh, locker room issues. Parents involved. I mean, it is what it is. Can't do anything about it now. But, uh, no, I mean, parents play a big role in high school and college. And then, again, like in professional, social media, women, you know, other things like that. So it's just, it sucks. I'm telling you, nowadays it just it sucks. It sucks. You just got. Hopefully that's why you try to recruit the best players you can, and you know, hopefully they're disciplined, and humble, and don't let the shit get to them. Because you're training these, you're training these kids, and you're telling yeah. them to do a drill. Yeah. What do you do when you tell them to turn a drill? They turn around and they're, they got their phone out trying to do a TikTok. They're not allowed. They're not allowed their phones. How yeah. does that work? Because you know a lot of people they're attached. I said, I said, listen, if you're more, hey, listen, if you want to be on your phone, get out. Like you're not wasting my time, your parents' money, and in you, your time doing that stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. Either you put your phone away, or the door's right there. Your the choice is yours. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, I think that's a great thing to have because that's the first thing anyone wants to do now. Like yeah. post their drill. I'm like, why are you posting your drill? No one needs to know what no you're. No one cares. No one, no one cares. cares. So they just want to show everyone that hey, I'm in the gym, I'm working, but you're too busy on your fucking phone instead of working. Because I also think a lot of things with the players too now that like the mindset we said it earlier because there's a lot of players who's like oh i'll just go give this person buckets all stuff but they're not studying the game like they're not watching film they're not seeing this person but they do watch film they only watch themselves they only watch themselves they only watch their they're not watching saying oh when this person guards someone he always leads with his right foot so i can cross him left or they don't do 10 like they're like oh it's okay i'll go i'll go give them 20 but then when that person gives you 30 you're like oh i don't or the worst. The, if I ever hear a player say, um, we lost. It's okay. I got, I got 20. Mine. I got mine. You're Get down. out. You're Get down. out. You're into Get out. the team. You're pathetic. That's selfish. Because there are players like that. Oh, I know. I know. Especially when you're in that high school level where they're like, oh, I got mine in front of the scout. Okay. And did you win? But I don't care. Were like, I got teammate? mine. Come on now. And I feel like with scouts, they're like, oh, yeah, he did get 20. I was like, so is this what you want? 
That's a cancer to the team. Yeah, it starts right now. When it comes to scouts, it starts with head coach. A head coach is fine at that. They probably don't have a winning program. Oh, probably. Man. Great. Any other basketball stuff, man? It's been great conversation talking about team construction, yeah. winning. So now I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Since, you know, we're big and March is literally around the corner, I'll say Thursday. Um, March Madness, dude. So let's just talk about that really quick. Uh-huh. Um, what are your thoughts when it comes to March Madness? Like, let's do the list. Who, your predictions on who you think is going to win it all. It's going to okay. be tough. So we're doing some March Madness. All right. Yeah. So that. Uh, a sleeper. I think me and you have the same sleeper that's going to make some noise in March Madness. And just a Cinderella team. Okay. So first thing, my thoughts on March Madness. Yeah. It's, it's one of the best, if not the best sporting event. Absolutely. Of the year. The reason being is all that hard work yep. you've gone to your season. And coaches, you know, they say this stuff, oh, we want to go 1-0 and this week. Yeah. Also, March Madness, it's real. Yeah. You just need to go 1-0 and this day. Yeah. If you go 0-1, it's yeah. not like, oh, we could go back to the drawing board. Your season's over. And now, what did you say to me my junior year? Uh, junior year, um, West Virginia Tech was 29-4 yeah. to end the year. Just won. Yes. Conference championship, all of that stuff. And I remember on the phone, I said, hey, congrats on 29-4. This is a big achievement. You're finally going to get a real ring. Like That's yeah. the thing that this family's been chasing, a championship ring of that yeah. culture. And I said, 29-4, remember now, from now on, if when you get that fifth loss, the season's over. And that's the Just tone. remember that. That's set the tone. For me, personally, set the tone. And that, that first game, I went off. Yep. Set the tone. People don't realize, like, a team like uh, the um, Kentucky team where they had yeah. Carl Anthony Towns, all this stuff. Yeah. I think they were undefeated going in. And then they lost to Wisconsin in the yeah, tournament. I got that. They were, too. oh, when you get the one loss, Kentucky, your season's over. Yeah. Like, once you enter March, the execution, the planning, the yeah. player performances, it is amplified because Absolutely. you're going home. If you are if you have a bad game and you don't contribute, your ass is out of here. Yeah. So that's why I say that. Now, teams that I could think could win in March, this is one of those years where... It's open. It is wide open. It's open. I, I honestly think there's six to eight, maybe 12 teams that can win it all this year. Mm-hmm. Because of I've seen them at their highest, yep. and I've seen them at their lowest. For people listening, a lot of like people who have contributed to the L7C were... I mean, you've seen us on Fantasy Football, but we do a March Madness as well. So we've had like... And I want to. La- I went with Kansas. I had that feeling with Kansas because I yeah. felt like they were tired of getting the Sweet Sixteen and getting their asses whooped. And they finally pulled through, won the title, self got another title. But you're sitting there, and you're like, if you're really, in, if you're really into college basketball, mm-hmm. what did this team do against top twenty five opponents? What did this team do against non top twenty five? Every team has that one game where it's, they're playing an unranked team. They should blow them out, and yep. they're in it. What did they do there? Correct. All those things. So teams specifically. Yeah. Depending on how we're talking off thing, how the situation goes, I do Alabama. Yeah. They have the best freshman in the country. But my right. thing is now, is he going to play in the market? That's what I'm saying. Depending on the situation, yeah. Yeah. if he doesn't play, they're gonna they're, they will be out by the first in the first weekend. Okay. They'll win because they're probably gonna. If they I win the SEC, seed. they they could one be a one, yeah. yeah. They could be a one seed. Yeah. If they're a two seed, I might have them. If Brandon Miller does, I might have them getting bounced by the fifteen, depending on who I don't it is. Blame you. So they're one. 
Um, I'll, I'll go through. I'll actually do it by conferences then. Please. So the, the SEC, yeah. Alabama, Tennessee. Yeah. But Tennessee, they're they're wishy washy. Oh, hundred percent. Like I, I really like. I really like them. Like I've always liked this Tennessee yeah. basketball since Chris Lofton, probably my favorite college basketball player Absolutely. ever. But yeah, they're wishy washy. But they have a chance. You go to the ACC. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone's going to win in the ACC. No, no. I don't think they're any sorry team. This year. I mean, people are like, "Oh, what about Virginia?" I no, mean, no, no, they are. They are. Tr- they, they, they're great defenders, but they don't know how to score. Yeah, they are terrible. They're not and good. They um, obviously they're the first team ever to be beat by a sixteen when they were a one. Yeah, and then obviously the next year, which that shows true mental toughness. It does that the next year they won the title, but I can't trust them as I'm saying that too. Just pulling up some of the rankings as of right now, Virginia's six, but I I, I don't think anyone in the ACC. I would avoid the ACC no. as your winner unless yeah. you're really trying to go. Confident. Uh, Big Ten. There's only one, and that's Purdue. Uh, uh, that's thing. because of Zach Eady. But yeah, if I've boy. had conversations with people. They had Zach Eady mm-hmm. and Jaden Ivey, who was a top pick in the NBA draft, yep. playing in the NBA, and, lost. and they couldn't do anything. They lost. So you, um, they lost St. Peter's. Yeah, St. Pete. Yep. But if you look at Purdue, they're always picked to yeah. go far. I could go back to the days of like each one more. Yeah. yeah. And even Robbie Hummel. Robbie Hummel, who yeah. does games now, yeah. he does a Big yep. Ten game. Each yeah. one more Hummel yeah. before Jaden Ivey, Carson Edwards. Yeah. Couldn't get anywhere. Yeah. So I don't know what some people are saying. Oh, Purdue's a Final Four team. They're not. No. Uh, the top of the Big Ten basketball men's, this is the worst. It's been the middle is yeah. fine, but men's, it's been absolutely terrible yeah. at the very top. But Purdue can have a shot, but I honestly don't see them coming out Sweet the 16. Sweet 16. Sweet 16. The, I, again, this is before the brackets. Yeah. Maybe we do a special yeah. episode where uh, Selection Sunday is. March 9th, I believe that's I Sunday. Believe so. Maybe when that selection Sunday comes, me and Junior, we might go live on YouTube yeah. and uh, not talk about it, but yeah. they're that. Um, who we, Big 12's been the best basketball conference this year, by far. Hasn't Long been close. I've, I've thought about them. Yeah. I do not think they're going to win this year. It's hard to repeat. It is, in, especially in this sport. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard, but you got them. There's, there's, you got them. You have Texas. I liked Texas at the very, but when their coach got fired, I was out on him. I'm out. Uh, so Texas, Boston Kansas, Baylor. Baylor's Rough Riders. Obviously, they won championship two years ago, yeah. and they said, and they said, like, oh, we beat uh, Gonzaga because we trained with the football team. Yeah. They're not ready for that physicality, which is true. Styles make fights and everything. Yeah. If a team is, if you're a finesse team and you get out and you're getting beat up, out you're tough. gonna lose. You're gonna. It's a wrap. Yeah, it's a wrap. Trash work. Yeah. So you got to change it up. But I like Baylor. I like Texas is up there. Uh, Kansas, they're there. I, Kansas State. They're sleep, sleeper. Sleep. Sleeper. I've watched some games from them. Uh, people, TCU though. TCU is a sleeper too. TCU. They could do some noise. Yeah. I did. I will be remiss. Uh, people talk about Indiana in the Big Ten because they're right. They're not going to win the title. They're not. No. In, they're not going to do it. And they got great guards, but it yeah. ain't happening. Um, go to Pac-12. You got Arizona, but Arizona's 
It's Arizona, man. It's Arizona. Arizona. You might get a sweet 16 out of them. You might. Depending on who they're playing in the matchups. You might. And then Miami, I forgot to say, Miami in the ACC. No, again, no one in the ACC is winning the title. Nobody. No. But Arizona, they're they're fools gold, man. They really are. Like fake news. Every time you're like, oh. But you know what's crazy, Omar? We talked about this. UCLA. Always does something good. Well, going to the yeah Pac-12, UCLA yeah. has been really. That's our main sleep. That's right a main. that's a main. That's a. They know how to play in March, which is disrespectful. They shouldn't be a sleeper because they're number four in the country right yes. now. But no, no one, one is really talking about, about them. them. No, one no one, about and them. I don't know how the hell Marquette is in top ten. But oh, yeah, they're, they're ranked. They're ten. Whoa! So they could be a potential sleeper. Big, I had big UConn. Big. UConn when UConn was number two, but they've just fallen off. They, they're not. They're falling off a cliff. But so those are some of the teams. Iowa State on um, Big they Twelve. Yeah. Uh, and then you always got to look out for mid mid majors. Yeah. Yes. So we go to the mid majors every year. You put faith in Gonzaga. Yeah. Uh, they almost get you. They get you close to the end, yeah. if not the end, and then yeah. they lose in the title they game. Lose. Yep. Uh, so a Gonzaga, a St. Mary's, yeah. people like I Xavier. Yeah, Xavier's uh, going to be nice. Hey, my prediction is, I'm not going to lie, Coach Steele from Xavier, he will be the next Buckeye coach. That's my prediction. That is my prediction. Okay, okay. Coach Steele, if that oh, that position's open, he should be – he is stupid if he does not go for that Buckeye position. And then we're talking about like, those mid-majors and all of that stuff. And this isn't a mid-major, but they're in a smaller conference. Houston. Houston, um, yes, yes, yes. That's my favorite team. They're number one in the country right now. Last year, they really put a lot of people on news. So did Alabama. They, yeah. but that's why I'm, I'm really leading the Alabama route. But and you know what's crazy too, Mark, about that Houston. Did I not tell you when, when we're me and you always do every year? We talk about our brackets and see how we're gonna match it up. I kept telling people because Arizona was number one seed. Mm-hmm. I said, hey, listen, Houston is tough. You did? They know how to play. They're going to beat Arizona. You did? And look what happened. They beat Arizona. You know, all things happen is that they lost to Villanova the next round because they couldn't make a shot. But I'm telling you, Houston is going to the Final Four. If not, they will win. That's my predictions. I, I got to see the bracket. If they stay the same, I think they're going to be the overall number one seed, which yeah. is going to be really good for them. Yeah. But my problem with Houston, my good, my positive with Houston, I've actually sat and yeah. watched full games. Yeah. That defense is ferocious. Insane. Like, they press. Yeah. And they get turnovers, all that. They have good players. Yeah. But there are times down the where down the stretch, ball ain't going in. They don't really have the specific, like, yeah. go-to. Go-to. They have good players. They yeah. like they have around. Yeah. But it's not like, all right, we need a three. Like, they're three-point shooting. Eh. But obviously, their coach, who's yeah. been through a whole bunch of basketball in That's his life. Nice. But I like them. I just I need to see who else they're going. Because let's just say... I don't think they would be in that thing. But let's say Kansas slits. Kansas is a two. If Kansas is a two in Houston's thing, are you that confident that you would take Kansas over Houston? I would say I'll take Houston over Kansas. So you would you take so you're taking Houston over anyone right now? Yeah. Oh man, I don't Now you're saying Houston has best against any other team at the best. I'm taking Houston. But you know how this tournament goes. And I know. It just takes one bad night. And it's over. And that's that's why I love night. this tournament. That's why I'm always shaky. That's why I never watch the team I want to win. I make sure I have. I make sure my phone's off. I'm by myself because it sucks. There's times where like I should win just off of one game. Always get screwed. I always get screwed off of one game. Every I can tell you every single game it was or every single year what game screwed me and I would have won every single year. But it sucks, man. 
Because you're going to have some mid-majors come in there. And make some noise. And make some noise. You're going to see players like when OSU was the number two seed yeah. and played 15. Oral. Oral. Oral Roberts, two players given 30 balls. If you have someone who can put the ball in the hoop and it is going in yeah. as a top seed, you're in trouble. And, oh, God, and you know what's crazy, too? It's just, again, like I said, it just takes one day, one night mm-hmm. for someone to feel it. That's it. A one night. Bit, and then that one night, all right, they fell to this night, yeah. and they keep going. This is where we talk about those Cinderella-type yeah. runs. Yeah. And Cinderella runs, they could they could change but your whole career. No one thought St. Peter's was going to go that far. No, no one, one thought, thought it would be Kentucky, Purdue. No, no one did. No one did. You go way years back. Yeah. No one thought that team from Davidson would go on a run that they Steph went to Curry. the Elite Eight, but yeah. Seth Curry caught the run. Yeah. No one thought even years after that. The Kimba Walker, which I, I think that's still the best run I've seen in Hands college down. basketball. Because they Hands were 17 and they won the tournament. Hands down. So him and Jeremy Lamb for yeah. people in the college and, basketball. And uh, Napier. And Napier, yeah, Napier. <laughs> for people in the college yeah. basketball world. Man, it's it's tough. Like, I think those are the teams that can win. Yeah. I think UCLA is getting the least love. Love. Yeah. I, I feel They're like Gonzaga is going to be like, oh, first time no one's just instantly putting some Final yeah. Four. We could really creep up on some people. Yeah. There is one Big Ten team that's just surprising everyone right oh, now that I'd geez. be, be yeah. on the radar yeah. for Northwestern. Yes. They are 20 and 7. Yeah. yeah. Put that in perspective, guys. Northwestern. How's Rutgers doing? That's another. They, they are, are currently. Dicks. They just win. They know how to win. Rutgers, if they get in the tournament. They'll make some watch noise. Watch out. Yeah, I think watch they'll make out. some noise. Because I've watched that team. They beat they, Purdue. They beat Purdue. They when play defense. Yeah. Yep. Watch out for Rutgers. Like, yeah. the Big Ten has more upset teams than teams that can win it all. Like, Indiana, Northwestern, yep. Rutgers. They could upset you. Yeah, they can. And then, depending, even though I just watched the debacle of Michigan State and Iowa. Yeah. It was terrible. Um, Iowa, Michigan State letting Iowa make five threes in the last minute or something. Yeah. Never count out Tommy boy. No. Tommy Izzo when he's in the tournament. No. I've seen him Tommy Izzo. Makes things work with less. But yeah. I think that one's gonna be it's gonna be the men's is super wide open. And really wide open. Even switching too before we end. The women's side. Oh Lord. It's everyone versus South Carolina. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. And there's I've been more locked into women's basketball now and now going forward because there's so much talent. If you're not watching, you're, watch these yeah. teams. Now, on the opposite, the Big Ten Women's Basketball Conference, they had the best conference. Yeah, I love it. By far. I love it. I mean, there was a time Ohio State was number two. Now, Indiana's number two. Iowa's been from eight to three to four. Michigan. Like, Michigan's been really good. Maryland. Yep. They are. They're doing their thing, too. Yeah. So, if you're looking for some stuff in the women's tournament, who they start their conference, um, play a tournament a week before the men's. So, they're starting up next this Friday coming up. Yeah. It's everyone versus South Carolina. There's a lot of teams. I mean, a Big Ten team could go to the Final Four in the women's. I think, in my opinion, Indiana women's actually might go to lead eight or Final Four. They, yeah, they could, can play. They play so well together. They're disciplined. They run their sets. When I, because late, I don't know what's been gotten into us, but we've been going to these women's games. And it's mm-hmm. fun to watch. Um, I'm a fan of Indiana, Iowa. If my girl Kaylin Clark does her thing, they will. They'll make a deep run. Now, granted, she has no help in my opinion, but uh, if other players step up, like their their big man, that's really good. When they uh, she ate a house state up, if she does her thing, yeah, I think Iowa. Yeah, can that's make a run. that's a whole conversation for a whole another yeah, day because that fair. that was a schematic thing. Yeah. With, even though that's still one of the best environments I've ever been. Yeah, to. oh, I loved it. So you're just looking at like 
I'm, see, now I'd be nervous about Indiana. Why? Because they're currently on a 14-game win streak. Mm, so that means if that means if they go all the way and yeah. win the conference tournament, that means that next loss they're done. They're done. Indiana women in the Big Ten are sixteen and one in the conference. Amazing. So just I'm gonna just read you some of these records too. Indiana women, twenty six and one overall. Yep. Maryland twenty four and five. Insane. Iowa twenty two and six. Ohio State women 23 and six. Michigan twenty one and seven. Illinois twenty and eight. You have. What was that? One, two, three, six women's teams with 20 wins. And then you have Purdue women, 18 and 8. Who could yep. get 20 wins if they yep. make a run of the tournament? Yep. So I agree. I think the Big Ten women, like if you're not watching, especially be prepared next year because a lot of these people are coming back. Mm-hmm. Like Ohio State women, they only have they're only having one senior. They're getting people yep. back from injury. Yep. You've trained some of the people uh-huh. coming in. You, you yep. know their dogs. Iowa, uh, Caitlin Clark not only just leads the women's in points. She leads all of college basketball in points. She's averaging 27. She's going to be back next year. Like, If you're not tuned in to uh, uh, Big Ten women's yeah. next year, you got to lock in because there's Absolutely. almost a top five matchup every Absolutely. week. But it's it's everyone versus South Carolina. Yeah, and I can't wait for that. They're, they're, so my thoughts, LSU. Frauds. Okay. Fair. I only say they're... News? I, uh, just she's harsh. They played against... Just because they played against South Carolina, yeah. it was one versus three at the time, and they got smoked. Yeah. Um, oh, girl, who she's... So Reese. Reese, she's yeah. really good, like double double yeah. machine. But when she went into that six seven girl from South Carolina, it was over. And I think Don Staley right now, she's really, Phenomenal. she's the best. So now my ball. question is, so the uh, UConn terror of the rain is over. Never count on Gino. Yeah, but nah, South Carolina is the best um, program right now. Right now, yeah, they've yeah. they've it's taken it. Game. They've taken it. They're, they they haven't lost. Was crazy. She was just tired of getting picked on. Yeah. She got tired of people saying, you know, enough's enough. It's my turn now. And then mental toughness, winner mindset, we're doing it my way, get out, and now look at them. Yeah, and, like, when you watch these top women's games now, people are finally getting hit. Crowds are getting full. Like, I know the women here in Ohio State are outselling the men because the men are terrible. But... I don't think they're going to make the tournament. They won't. Yeah. The only way the Ohio State men they can make the conference tournament, which they won't out, no. they, they will be out the first game, most likely. And then that's it. For, they're not that's even good enough to make the NIT, which is that's even that's bad. That is. But no, nah, it'll be interesting, man. I'm really, I can't wait to see the women's bracket. Notre Dame for women's. How are they doing? Uh, we can get the women's. Yeah, I'm curious because I know Notre Dame. They can be here and there. I just don't know about them like that. Like I used to. Yeah. Notre Dame used to be a really good sound pick yeah, for yeah. um, men and women. Yeah. But I know with the men, their coach is stepping. So, yeah, Mike Bray, yeah. So, like, just women's top. South Carolina, number one, 28-0. 14 home at home, 13-0 in a row. They are currently on a 28-game winning streak. They have not lost. Since before they won that title last year, then you got Indiana, great team. Stanford, they're, they're, yeah. they have they have some players. UConn's there, twenty five and five. Okay. LSU is twenty six and one. Don't know why they dropped all the way there. Just behind. because that game. Iowa, Iowa six. Yeah. Maryland seven. God. Utah eight. Virginia. You said uh, Notre Dame women. They're yeah. right at ten. That watch out for them. Watch out for them. My dream situation. Obviously, like, I think the Buckeyes are going to win some games. I don't think they're going to win it. Unless they all start, everything starts clicking. But I would like to see South Carolina. Speaking, I'd like to see South Carolina versus um, Iowa championship. 
That'd be my... Osh will fly out to that game. I would want to see... I honestly, I don't know how I was going to get there because I, yeah, but Clark has no help. Caitlin, I mean, if you can get Caitlin Clark against the number one team, South Carolina's on a 30 plus game yeah. winning streak. Caitlin Clark's still the nation's leading yeah. scorer. That'd be the dream situation. That'd be awesome. Right now, they would get killed. But yeah. if we get to that point, that's what I'd like to see. 100%. But, but men's, I mean, there's a lot of teams that can win it. My, I'm going to give y'all some tidbits on March Madness. The strategy for you got for people in this year since it's so wide open is don't try so hard to focus on getting the winner. Yeah. You are probably not going to get the winner. No. Get as many as you can get right in the first weekend, sweet sixteen. If you can get someone at least in the Elite Eight, you got a shot. Because I'm telling you right now, it's open. Kansas could go lose in the first round. Yep. Second weekend, they could run into Creighton. It's over. They can run. Don't have your favorite be in the same bracket as Rutgers. Do not. If you're if what if second round Houston has to play Rutgers? I'm taking Houston. Man. I know you're taking them, but you're gonna be sitting there you quiet. Know, yeah, I'll be quiet until the game's over. Absolutely. So just it's gonna be who could survive. Like it's yeah. really good. You're not champs are gonna be very hard to come by. All the yep. ch- favorites are probably gonna they could be out in the first two weeks, and it's yep. and then you have like a seven C win and all. So you gotta be yeah, real. You gotta be real careful when these brackets come out. Anything else, man? No, I think we hit it. Yeah, man. Appreciate you coming out here talking. We talked about me. basketball, like what it takes to win in this stuff. Giving you guys a little preview of March Madness, yeah. and hell, I mean, we'll see. We'll see when the brackets come out. Selection Sunday, we might do something special for y'all. But with that being we said, have to. It's the L7C Podcast signing out. Thank you for listening to this episode of the L7C Podcast. Be sure to like, rate, review, and subscribe to the channel. Follow us on all social media platforms, and we'll be talking to you guys soon. Take care.